with Julia and Philip Siracusa, sponsored by Carnation, airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at PerfectTrustProductions.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday night's segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on a 105.3 FM from New Orleans. This evening's show is fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. You'll have to do a few things in order to participate. Go over to our YouTube channel, UFO Paranormal Radio, or International Public Radio. You can also go into all of the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, Twitch, SoundCloud, and Podbeam. And you can also go over to our group, Horsefly Chronicles Radio, and get in there and Listen, if you're not in there already. So, guys, please welcome back to the show, Miss Amber. We are so excited to have her back. Um, Amber was born in Dalton, Georgia, and grew up moving from place to place with her family. Through her young years, her love of music grew, which led her to be casted in several plays and worked as an assistant director. In 2021, Amber began working with Big and Funky Productions as an actress, a musician. She's been featured on their paranormal TV show. She has also worked in a kid series, short films, and crime reenactment. And she's got quite a few paranormal stories of her own, I think. So please, let's welcome her to the show. Welcome. Hey. Hi. I'm so excited to be back. How are you guys We're doing? excited to have you back. Wow. Yes. Yes. You know, last time you were on The Voice, they're wonderful. Um, it kind of yes. like took everything over, and so <laughs> I re- we really want to like get to your you story, know, your story, yeah. how you started, um, your career, and like what like you know got you into the paranormal because I think you have a few stories. Yes, I mean, do you want me to go like all the way to the beginning? Oh, like, I was yeah, born, I always like to start at the beginning has- point and then like. Uh, <laughs> sketch it along because all the listeners like to know how it started you know we through adolescence you see like a ghost or a goblin or and and take us forward from that point so um i grew up in a really strict religious um sect um some people actually kind of call it call it cultish and i kind of feel like that really influenced a lot of the direction that i went whenever i was growing up um I had almost like a sixth sense of different energies and different entities in different places that we lived. Um, and it was very suppressed. I was always told it was demonic. It was in my head. And I was kind of made to feel like I was crazy. Um, and so the story I, I kind of told, I kind of told you guys about last time I was on was um, I was 16 and we had just moved into a house um, that what recently had just been cleaned out because a lady was murdered there it was a drug it was a former drug house um the shotgun hole was still in my parents master bedroom wall i mean it was pretty pretty crazy yeah and so the first month or so that we started we lived there i started hearing almost like branches crunching outside of my window you know how but it wasn't like animal it almost sounded like human footfall around my windows. And so I'd look out and there would be nothing there. And then I would have stuff in my room move from one place to another or fall off or get knocked over. 
you know, things always start out that way, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, you start kind of, you kind of question yourself. And I'm like, I talked to my parents about it and they're like, it's just all in your mind. There's no such thing as this, you know, we're Christians. We don't have demonic p- things in our house. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, there's just something weird here. Um, and so all of this continued to kind of build up, like my door would randomly open, um, you know, knocks on the doors, on the walls, just things would just start kind of building up a little bit. And, um, I would always, my bed, the way it was, it was positioned. I was, my bed faced my door, like the foot of my bed faced my, my door. And I always slept with my door closed. And this particular night I woke up. Um, I didn't wake up. I, I did. I woke up and the door was open. Like it was completely open. And I'm like, well, shoot. I'm like, did one of my brothers do it? Cause I have like a couple brothers and they, they were always playing tricks on me. And so I opened up my eyes and I'm like, oh, my door door's open. And then this full apparition figure walks and moves into my room. And my room fills with like this bright white light. And it was not a peaceful feeling at all. It was like fear, um, very negative energy, very scary. And I started feeling myself being pulled up out of my bed, almost into like a a sitting up position. And the only thing I could think to do was to close my eyes and think, don't go into the light, Marianne. (laughs) It's like the stupidest Mm -hmm. thing to think about. But I'm thinking the poltergeist movie. I'm like, don't go into the light. And... um, as soon as I closed my eyes and I looked away and I felt that the light completely disappeared. I was dropped onto my back onto my bed and I was numb, like from head to toe. Like I could not move. I landed kind of sideways so I could see the clock. And it was, it was like three thirty-three AM in the morning, a very specific time. And I was petrified. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? Was I dreaming? Was I, am I crazy? So I went on, uh, you know, what any kid would do. I went and told my parents and they're like, whatever, you're crazy. You know, they just completely brushed it off. They didn't think they just treated me like I was insane. And it was not, I'm not even joking. It was not like two weeks later. And I was up with my brother during a storm and we had like, and we lived like we had a bunch of trees around us. So I was always worried that a windstorm would knock over a tree into our house. So I couldn't sleep. And I'm sitting in the living room with him and he's, he freezes and our dog starts going insane. And I look at him and I look at the dog and he's like, do you see that? And I turn and I look and that same figure is almost like peering in to the room with us, like from around a doorway and, I'm, and just staring at us. And it was the same timestamp, 3.33 AM that morning. Oh, look at wow. that. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so having my brother see it, I was like, okay, now I feel very validated that I'm, I wasn't just imagining, you know, you always question yourself. Um, and it wasn't, it, and this was towards the end of our stay in the house. We ended up not staying there very long because my dad was a bit of a, um, uh, Rolling Stone, I guess is the nicest way I can put it. We moved a lot. And so mm-hmm. we picked up and moved not long after that. And um, the entity didn't follow us. The negative energy didn't follow us, but it was very much there. And from that point, it was almost like my senses that were always there got turned on like uber, like bright. And I become, I became noticing, I started noticing things in different places I would go into, um, different houses I've lived in now as an adult. I I know, I, I go in and I'm like, okay, this is not a good house. I need to stay away from this. I mean, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I could ramble on for like an hour, like hours. I'm sorry. So, no, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like what happens. I mean, we, we're young and we have these experiences and then it kind it just like opens us, it, it'll either open, open us up, sorry, or block us mm-hmm. off. Um, yes. That's what happens. It wants acknowledgement. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, and what I you almost wonder now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I acknowledged her. I, I don't, I don't know if she was just, I, I don't know, I don't know what she wanted, but I know it was just a very negative. She's probably just angry that she was her life was taken, whatever yeah. her spirit was. I mean, 
I would be too. I mean, I would probably pre be pretty pissed off myself. So, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, because she died in such a horrible, horrible yeah. way. Mm -hmm. In the dream state, um, sometimes they come through. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. have any? Do you, does that ever happen to you? Dreams? Um, yes, I actually have um, premonitions that have come in true. That, come in is not a word. That have come true. Um, and usually it's stuff that doesn't make sense at the time until after the fact. It's um, yeah. There's a particular one. Um, I My husband was deployed at the time um, in Afghanistan. And um, I was staying with my parents and I kept having this reoccurring nightmare of this big like black doorway and this massive wind coming through and like almost trying to suck me into this doorway. And my dad was between me and this doorway and he kept saying over and over again, you're not going to take me. You're not going to take me. This is not happening again. And he was repeating this over and over again. And I'm like, what is this dream? It's really weird. And this dream happened over and over again, consistently for a month. And within, I would say it was about a good month. I was having this dream that next month it came out that my dad had fallen back into severe alcoholism and had had uh, he had, was pastoring at, a at the time and he had had an affair with um a church member and like all it's almost like this this entity was trying to sorry we're having a technical problem you're talking and my phone's listening to you on bixby and talking sorry about that no you're good talk about ghost technology right <laughs> no you're good <laughs> Um, but it's almost like this dark entity was trying to pull him and I was being warned beforehand that this was happening. Mm -hmm. And then because I didn't, I wasn't aware of why I was having this dream. I mean, it made sense afterwards. Does that yeah. make sense? And that's, okay. that's just one of many that's happened in my life like that. What about sleep paralysis? I think... I honestly, some, looking back now as an adult, I wonder sometimes if my first experience with that, that ghost at 16 was partially sleep paralysis because I was unable to move for so long after um, having that experience. Um, at the time, I thought like maybe she did something to me, but I almost wonder if I was like kind of in the in-between state. Um, but the next time I saw her, um, the entity with my brother there that kind of confirmed that I wasn't just dreaming the whole thing up. Does that make sense? Yeah. And sometimes it feels like a mass illusion um, where you don't know the difference between the reality of something happening yeah, um, mm -hmm. and how the mind plays tricks. And then paranormal, we call it parlor tricks that the spirit can do. Uh, for example, they can make you see and they can appear in their dimension and you don't know you really it's hard to make out the difference between what you're really looking at like people some people say their walls bleed right now i've never right. seen that personally but i don't believe the walls actually bleed i believe it's a parlor trick of the walls bleeding mm -hmm. in that dimension and you're seeing through that veil yes and, yeah I, could, I agree with that and because a lot of things there's just so many question marks of why you know what are they trying to do and then again they're trying to get our attention the entity the spirits they want acknowledgement if it's malevolent um well let's talk about that in this case do you think that is any form of malevolent because there would be an attachment and there would be negative energy and there will be oppression and feelings of being drained and tired and fatigued and, and all that other stuff um, with this particular spirit, no, but we did, I did live in another house. Um, so just to give you an idea, I moved probably about 29 times in my childhood. How many? Uh, 29. 29. 29. Yeah. You wow. broke the Guinness Book of World Records. swear on a, on a stack of Bibles 29 times. 29 times? That's actually, it's awesome. Because yes. <laughs> we hate staying in the same place. 
Can, after the show, maybe you could tell us how we can move 29 times. Right. But I don't really as recommend an adult, it, I think As an adult, I think it would be fun. It is fun. But as a times? child, it's just... Come That's on. 29 different memories of different locations. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, depends on how good, it depends on the location. There was one house I lived in, we lived in in St. Elmo, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Really bad area. And it, we moved in and it was like an episode of Hoarders like on TLC. And my mom had to clean the whole thing out. And we found like heroin needles. I mean, it was just oh. crazy. I grew up pretty poor because my dad moved so much. So we lived in all sorts of places. So. Wow. But um, as an adult, my whenever my husband and I first got married, um, we were he was in the military, so we moved around quite a bit our first ten years of marriage. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd say less than twenty nine. He was like about eight times in that ten years. So we've lived in some pretty interesting places too, and have had some pretty interesting experiences with that. But so, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So some of the other locations that you lived in, you've had different type of different types of experiences yes um this um the first house we lived in in montana um it was a um the, it was like a dupl like split level house but the, the main level had like a big picture window and um so one day i was out i, I kept having dreams whenever we first moved in and, and the house felt very oppressive like a very heavy weight inside and um i kept having these dreams about this this dark energy moving from room to room like hovering over i was it's almost like i had like a bird's eye view of it it was moving and like surrounding my kids and then going to the other room and like surrounding my husband and then going and like moving and shifting back and forth between the two and it was, it was terrifying because I'm like, okay, at this point, I, I start recognizing that sometimes my dreams are trying to tell me something. I just didn't mm -hmm. know what. And um, so one day I was cleaning. We'd been there for about a month and a half. I was cleaning and I went to, went by the door and like the light hit the door frame at the exact right spot. And I saw an oil impression of a cross over the door frame. And I'm like, that's odd. I'm like, oh, and then I started checking all the door frames. All of them had the cross on, on almost like the house was blessed. Uh -huh. And so I'm like, okay, what's trying to get in at this point? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, something's tr trying to do something and get back into this house. So um, I was, I had to just put the kids to bed and I went downstairs and it was fall. So it was dark early and I was closing the big picture window, the curtains and I had turned off the lamp and you know how as soon as you turn off the lamp and it's like lighter, a little bit lighter outside, you can see instantly outside at night. Mm -hmm. There was a dark figure with red eyes wearing a wide brim hat standing outside of my window looking in. Oh I'm getting God. goosebumps right now just thinking about it. And like instantly my brain was like, it's almost like it connected the dots like this entity, whatever it is, what is what my dreams are trying to warn me about because he wants back in and I was like and that those these dreams were trying to warn me from not inviting anything else back in and it was it was petrifying it was like that was probably the scariest one I've ever experienced because like you could just see like just feel the evil like emanating off of this figure and I, I literally looked there I was like no I literally autumn, uh, audibly said no to the window and I shut the curtains really fast. Cause like, I'm like, I, I was scared and I, yeah. I like opened them back up and he was gone. And it was, and I, and after that, my dream stopped, the oppressive energy left all of it. Huh? Look at that. Huh? Now, did anybody, did yeah. your kids or your husband see anything at that time? Or it was just you. It's just me. Yeah. My, my husband has um, PTSD from the war yeah. and for a long time, he had an oppressive energy with him mm -hmm. that he, uh, that actually visualized a lot. And so he was con like almost combating this, this entity in itself for many years that was kind of attached with his PTSD. It, it was, he's had his own experiences. That's like his own stories, but he, 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 
he did not get he didn't see this he didn't get to get a chance to really experience any of this so and sometimes it's our own journey and mission to experience these things alone um and other people don't see them that are in our life unless they have abilities and i've learned that they're just not meant to experience these things in this journey. They don't have that third eye. They don't have that awareness. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Then maybe mm -hmm. they've had it in previous lifetimes or lifetimes to come. Uh, yes. Because I was a hardcore skeptic in ghosts and demons and anything, to be quite frank, until you experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then other people don't see what you see sometimes and don't experience it. And then you say, well, why? And it's because when you look at the big picture, each of us are on our own lane on this journey. My lane is not to be an astronaut. My lane is not to be a doctor. My lane is to learn and discover paranormal phenomenon, the supernatural, and share information with the world through broadcasting and investigations and, and learn and learn from what we can do to help each other with these experiences where other people mm -hmm. just don't have anything. Um, and they say, well, there's no such thing as a God, a creator, an angel, a demon. They're atheists. They don't believe in anything. And, and I guess it's okay because the way I look at it is now, I mean, back in the day, I used to get into these massive arguments with people. Right. And now that I look at it, I'm like, wait a second. They're not on my lane. They're not supposed to experience this. Mm -hmm. And that's right. okay. So it's if, as if God were to appear in the sky in front of the entire globe and Half the people say, well, I don't see him, but he's there. Plausible mm -hmm. deniability because you're not meant to see. You won't see. You won't believe. You won't understand and comprehend on this journey. It's plain and simple. If you believe in heaven and hell and, and, and demons and angels, then obviously ghosts and spirits do exist and do roam the earth. And I have mm -hmm. tested waters myself. Because I, like I said, I debunked a lot of stuff, and I can tell firsthand that we do go on, most definitely. This is like the dream state. Um, right. We call it reality, but this is the dream state. And the other thing is, it's exciting at one point. It can be scary because there's a lot of unknown things. You know, in paranormal, there's just so many unknown variables where we have shadow people. Mm -hmm. We have people mm -hmm. see lizard people, um, aliens, um, the black eyed children, the fairies. The fairies. <laughs> there's just so, so much yeah, out there. There is. There's so much in Native American lore. There's so much that's just even just uh, around reservations. My parents live near a lot of Native American reservations in Montana, and um, there. <laughs> the stories that even my dad has told that he's experienced being on like a Blackfoot reservation of things that he's seen and experienced is unexplainable. Like most people would think that you're crazy whenever you talk about it, but it, it's real. It, it happens. It just doesn't happen to everyone. Like you said. Right. right. You know what I find interesting? A lot of people say that, I don't know what your belief is that the past, the present and the future are all in one. And what's yeah. your thoughts on that? I believe that everything that has happened has already happened. I, I do still hold on to my cre my Christian beliefs. I'm just not as I'm not as extreme as I used to be. Mm -hmm. But there's a passage in Ecclesiastes that says that there is no new thing under the sun. How long has the sun been in existence? For we don't even know. And if I'm believing the Bible and it says there's no new thing under the sun, then obviously we're repeating things. Things are, are merging together or have happened or that will happen. Does that, and it kind of, to me, it's like the, a continuous cycle. We're just in a cycle. All our whole lives are just a cycle. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think they, they, um, the cycle of future or past or present tend to merge and cross over. And I think that sometimes that's where we get the ener energies and the spirits and how sometimes we get in the crosshairs of maybe the other dimension we don't understand or we can't see. So, so what you're saying then is that, and I kind of believe what you're saying. I like that, that we've done this already. 
-hmm. what we're doing right now. Yeah, like maybe not like to like the word, like, you know, Amber said this, this, and this on this exact day, but I think our experiences have happened before. And maybe, maybe so not so much our physical bodies, but our spirits have done these things before and almost recycle this. That's like the weird, weird way to put it, but that's kind of how think, I see it. Yeah. Do you think that has anything to do with the, what is it called? Double, what is it? I can never pronounce that word. Double ganger. Yeah. Doppelgangers. Yes. Yes. It could be. Like, I've actually never that, thought about it that way. Isn't it strange that we sometimes run into people that look exactly like us? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, like, I've even, like, looked at, at the possibility of, like, reincarnation type belief because sometimes, you know, for me, like, I am a history nerd. I have a very big obsession with a certain time period in history. Why am I so obsessed? Like, I have, like, sh like shelves of books about this time period. I'm like, is it possible that some maybe I lived during this time period and now this is me now and I'm just trying to revisit my past? I don't know. But I mean, people think I'm crazy whenever I talk like that. So, but I mean, you know, it, I think anything is very possible. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think so too. I think anything is possible in our beliefs. And I believe this has been done already. Like we, and mm -hmm. I do believe in reincarnation and mm -hmm. um, it's, it's quite fascinating. And it's sometimes I, I, when we look at, we capture pictures of ghosts. Um, are we the shadows of the ghost? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That actually just gave me goosebumps just to think about that. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. Maybe we're seeing a snapshot of something that we just mm -hmm. don't understand. And um, I don't know, it's, I think there's so much that we just cannot comprehend in, in our lifetime that, and even as a Christian, I think there's a lot of things that we do in Christianity that, that binds everything into a box and keeps us too close-minded to see how wide open and how big and how things may actually be. If yeah. that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that sometimes because, we know, put God in a box. Yeah. God's yeah. in a box for us. Yeah. And I don't think God is in a box. God works on so many other levels than what we try to keep him in. Yeah. And so if he's, we're human, right? He created us. But what, are, what other things does he have going on that we don't really know about? You know? It's true. I mean, that makes sense to me. The only problem I have with, with, and I'm Catholic, you know, but I have a lot. And, and I don't believe in, I went to Catholic school and church, but as a spiritualist now, knowing what mm -hmm. I know, you're correct, the box, because they keep you narrow-minded. And yeah. when you start to experience things that there's no explanation behind, and you're not going to tell me that you know, you're the know-all, I don't care who you are, and... and yeah. And any kind of form of religion, you're not going to tell me that you're going to play God and tell me you know everything because I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, one absolutely. Second, because paranormal phenomenon, ghosts, demons do exist. So you, you're not going to tell me that um, it's one way, your way, the only way, the only thought, the only belief, and the only religion. Yeah. I believe in karmic view of us, that mm -hmm. what you put out, you get back. I also believe that a lot of us are meant to experience things that others aren't because mm -hmm. like I said, maybe they've already experienced them in pre previous lifetimes. And somehow this is repeat because when you look at the near death experiences of people and they come back, it's as if they say that it all coexists together, past, present and future. Mm -hmm. And we have it wrong. We have our beliefs wrong. We have yeah. everything set up wrong. Um, the way our, way we treat mankind and the way we do things, the natives had it right. Mm -hmm. But we kind of destroyed everything. If, if you, <laughs> right? We, we uh, still no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Wars I mean, and genocide and, <laughs> and all these people yeah. that, you know, um, take over and, and, and create all this mass murders. And, mm -hmm. and then I, I asked myself, 
is it the entities creating the mankind to destroy everything? Because as if a person was to go in a house and do an investigation, um, is it just the one person investigating the one house that is only possessed by an entity? Or are these mass leaders also oppressed by entities to control the world and destroy things? I, I see. I, I'm following that vein too. I mean, I think there's so much more behind the scenes that we don't, we can't see or understand. That's kind of controlling the bigger picture. I agree. Now, this mm -hmm. is a paranormal radio show, and we want you to tell yes. us this creepy <laughs> story. Uh, I want you to scare all the listeners out there. There's a half oh, a million gosh. of them, and you are live. So go ahead, girl. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I don't have like other than the one story. I don't have most of my experiences have been pretty positive. Um, humans are scarier than I think than ghosts most of the time. Oh, that's true. That's, he looks at me. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like, well, you always call you. yourself a witch. I mean, you, you say me yourself a witch. a witch, so I married a witch. I mean, it's nothing bad. <laughs> I've been called Satan. I'm so out of that. I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a creepy story. You have to tell us something scary. Well, okay, so oh, go ahead. What were, what were you a locate, maybe a scary location, like a location that really like left a mark on you, or something like that. So I was doing an investigation actually with Wrestling with Ghosts earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, with the paranormal show that I'm working on, and yeah. I go into every um, investigation with no predisposed knowledge of the location. I don't want to know anything. Because I feel like if I go into something knowing something, I'm going to automatically have this expectation that I should have this feel this type of way or experience this type of thing. So we were investigating the um, Greenback Castle here in Greenback, Tennessee. And the castle was built by this gentleman over the last like 60 years by his own hand. He's like used brick. He's used stone. He is built in a torture chamber. He's built in um, a bunch of, it's just a very fascinating place. If anybody ever wants to Google it, it's a really interesting place to look at. Um, this one room was called the chess room. And it had a chess board actually built into the, like a stone table built out from the wall. And it was like cemented inside this table. And the builder's brother built it right before he, died he died um, by hitting it he got hit by a train and i guess he was drunk one night stumbling home and he died so i i felt a particular way during the earlier part of the day whenever i was going through just getting b-roll on my camera i like to go through with my camera just kind of get like you know side shots see if i can pick anything up on my phone because there's stuff that i can't hear my phone sometimes picks up um, and whenever I entered this room, I felt a very heavy energy. And so I made a mental note. And I was like, I want to go back and I want to be part of the investigation in this room because, um, normally I run the cameras. And so I actually wanted to kind of leave this, this room. So I talked to Vinny and Luke and they're like, yeah, go for it. I want you to, you can do, do your thing in this room. So I go in. And, and right now it's like, it's dark. We have the whole team there. We have the camera there and we go in and I sit down and I just say, I, and I just started talking like he's actually there. You know, I don't feel anything yet. I just start having conversations, see if I can draw anything out. And so I set up, I had a couple rocks and I set up pieces on the pieces on the chessboard. And I said, do you want to play a game? Not like the Saw movies. I'm <laughs> not like that. But, you know, I was like, you want to play, play some chess with me? And then I was like, do you not want to get beat by a girl? Because I'm really good at chess. And so <laughs> I moved my piece. And as soon as I moved my piece, the whole energy shifted in the room. Wow. My, the hair on my neck stood up. I felt like someone was standing over me. There was, I mean, obviously we couldn't see anybody. But, you know, that presence, that feeling of someone there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, are you here? you want to play? I have a chair right across from me. Do you want to play? And nothing, nothing. And, you know, it takes a while for spirits to really interact because it takes a lot of energy for them to do anything. So I'm having conversation and I'm talking to him I'm like, you know, how did you die? You know, you know, 
do you did you worry about your daughter after you passed away is that why you're still here are you here because of your brother are you here because of the chessboard you know just asking questions well the the energy moved around me and then away so i got up and i followed so the can vinny's still standing behind me where he was kind of filming over over my shoulder so i get up and i move across the room and the energy's heavy again and like it's so heavy like i get really sad like i can tell this and energy is just really sad mm-hmm. and so i'm like and i i'm talking to him some more and then vinny says amber and he and he never usually interrupts like deer and stuff like that he's like amber look and i look and he wasn't near the the chessboard but i look and that piece had moved huh. his on that. his side and i was like you want to play you really want to play with me so i go back i'm like let's go back over here let's let's have some fun we don't have to talk about anything negative let's go sit down and have some fun and so i went and sat back down and i moved the piece again and the energy got really sharp again right next to me almost like he was standing right there and i'm like you can do it i i know you can do it i know you really want to play and i start to i talk a little bit more with with this with the entity or whatever's there and i said i have to leave because it you know it's my time is up because we had a lot of segments in that whole vicinity we wanted to try to film I said, but I appreciate your time and playing with me because I, I try to talk to these people like they're actually people, you know, because they were once people. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I had fun. And I said, but you did get beat on me because um, I made the last move. <sighs> and I left it at that. And I, we, I walked out. And as I walked out, we met up with the other team and they mo- walked past me. And we kind of told them what had happened. They, calls, they call us on the phone before they get to their spot, because they stopped in the room, they said, uh, you won't believe this, that his chess piece moved, had moved from his spot to where he had the last move after I left. Oh, wow. And I mean, so I was that's just crazy. like, that's fascinating. I don't even, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, you could, um, all right, so you, you, you were playing chess with a spirit. With a what spirit, a whatever you want to say. Yeah. I, I was like texting my husband furiously after, like after I was, because I, I had like a major adrenaline dump after that, because like it was like very intense. Yeah. In the moment of interacting with a spirit or having an experience, I'm usually very calm, because uh, I'm very much an empath and I'm very sensitive to the energies, and I try to be very compassionate and very in the moment. But once it's over with, I'm like, oh my god, what just happened? I just played chess. No. With the- <laughs> I was like, oh shit. It's sorry. like, you, you I don't know thinking, I'm sorry. Yeah, you start thinking, like, um, like, how did that happen? Like, you really yes. start thinking, thinking, and it could drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, so I messaged it, my husband, and, and he he texts one line back to me. He said, don't bring anybody home. That's amazing. Like, don't worry. It's amazing how much energy that it really must take for them to do something like that. They pull a lot of energy from me. And so I have like severe, almost like the worst hangover you can think of times 10 after Mm -hmm. doing a paranormal investigation. I am so emotionally drained and energy drained that I feel like I'm hungover for like three days. Paranormal hangover. I get the same thing. Oh, the paranormal hangover. I get the same thing. It's awful. And it really is what it... It is a hangover. Yeah. Like you're oh, done. they drain you. Done. Yeah. But I'm wondering if I can get a ghost to play Monopoly with me because no one else will play because I'm a sore loser and I don't like to lose Monopoly. I've never lost. Let's well, not even go there. But I had to cheat a couple times. A couple of times. <laughs> oh, we've had some really nasty. You know, when Italian family, game. when I start to lose, the table goes upside down, I the mean, pieces go all over. Listen, I flip tables like Jesus, okay? <laughs> I mean, I there has been a table like Jesus. So there has I, been brawls. I lost a lot of friends because of Monopoly. I know there has, there has, there has been brawls in this house. Monopoly. <laughs> I mean, what do you have an oppression case? over Monopoly? Know. Do you have like a spirit of oppression with Monopoly? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I like that. It's true. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Tomorrow I'm buying a Monopoly game. And the funny thing is, 
every single game that we have, the pieces get lost within like a year. Like they're gone. They never last in this house. So what you just said kind of is like. If you see me play Monopoly with nobody, there's actually somebody (laughs) there. I'll be starting tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to pocket some. You're going to call me up next week. I just played the coolest Monopoly game. Well, you know, the truth is, let's think about it. If someone can move a chess piece from the other side, mm-hmm. then the possibilities, I mean, they're not going to start counting money because, that, you know, well, then again, who knows? Um, <laughs> but it's so it's so mind blowing. how We can make things, a whole show about Monopoly. <laughs> but it's so mind blowing how spirits and, and entities have yeah. so much control within the physical realm. People don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary, but yet fascinating. It's interesting, and you get curious, which leads me to a question. Has a loved one in your family ever crossed over and said, I'm here, can you see me? Grandmother, grandfather, uncle, aunt, cousin, relative, anybody, because they know you have a gift of a spirit. You're like a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. has anybody communicated with you? My grandmother passed away in um, last year, actually, and I was really close to her. My old, and my youngest daughter was really close to her. But the night that I got the phone call, about ten minutes before I got the phone call, I had a dream of her at the foot of my bed, and it was she didn't say anything; she just stood there, and it wasn't the way she was right before she passed away. Like she mm-hmm. wasn't because she was really sick before she passed away. She did; she had shrunk down to nothing. It was the way that I remember her the most, probably in her like mid sixties with her big poofy curly hair and her lipstick on. I mean, she looked just beautiful. And I had like, I want to cry because it's like really emotional for me. And so, um, and it was almost like this calm, almost like I knew she was okay. And then I got a call. Um, Grandma passed away and and it was literally within 10 minutes of of the phone call. You know, that has happened. We've heard many, many. That's happened to me. I've lost a lot of friends on 9-11 that were cops and firemen and and people that were first responders. And then maybe a year later, maybe months later, they would Mm -hmm. come into my dream state um, and they would have this glow around them, this glowing energy. And they look really good. Yeah. They'll always come to you where they feel the most beautiful. Yeah. And they would tell me telepathically. I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. You need to take care of yourself. I'm okay. And they look really mm-hmm. good. And it's happened numerous times. And it leads me to believe as an investigator, as a person with abilities and having these experiences that um, they do hear us. Yeah. Yeah. And they say yes. that when a person crosses over, mom, dad, cousin, friend, relative, it's okay to talk to them as if they're there when they're when you when they physically have crossed because this is just a meat sack that we're it's in. a meat it's a meat suit. This yeah. is all it is is a temporary vessel. That's what it is. And the spirit, the soul leaves the vessel. And then we we're all connected and on the other side and, and rejoice, and we're one. And I know that hands on. Uh, through talking to spirits and communication with equipment and the dreams. My thing is I have a lot of dreams where the spirits come through and mm-hmm. they're playing it as if, no, this is more real than your real life that you're yeah. existing. That's the dream. Um, so I want the listener to know that it, they're never, it's heartbreaking to lose someone. Yes, it is most definitely, but in spirituality, what we believe I believe is that we never had a beginning and there is no end because we're energy. Energy is not created or destroyed. We just transform into uh, different life cycles and we, we build our karmic view and the soul of energy of who we truly are. Yeah. And then, you know, some life lessons, we help people and others. We may not be so good. And there's that big question mark of why, but it's because I believe that before we're born, we've written down who our parents are, what we want to experience on this journey. 
And it's hard for a lot of people to, to really understand that, understand yeah. that, especially a lot of religions. But look, when you get into this field and you communicate with that side, and then you talk to people who've had near-death experiences. You start changing the, your the thought past, process. The present, the future is all connected into mm -hmm. one weakness. And there is no time. We've made up time. So when you look at the broad spectrum of everything, we're always connected. And not a single person that we've loved is ever lost or forgotten. Because mm -hmm. in the, they're in the essence of the soul's journey. And that never, ever ends. And not just for this life cycle but for other soul journeys as well, because people that have crossed over also say that it wasn't just the people I knew on this lifetime. Yeah. I've seen it's through multiple lifetimes mm -hmm. that I, I've experienced and that we've chosen to come back here to go through these life lessons. And with that comes the supernatural, the ghosts, the experiences of the unknown and, um, I always share with people that this is not the end game. It's not. Yeah. When we yeah. cross, I promise you that knowing what I know and just, just type in near-death experiences on this, you know, these doctors have died and these scientists have died and atheists have died and yeah. they say the really same thing. People. And so what they say is that also now look at us as a ghost hunter and then when they're saying this on the other side when they've crossed, well, we could see you. We could see who's in the hospital room, who's in a different state, who's in multiple states at the same exact yeah. time where we see what you're doing. We see your goodbyes. We see what you're saying, but I'm not gone. I see you like as if you're thinking of me. And that to me brings light into the situation that we have never truly ever gone because we've always had an existence. Um, yes. And that's very important. And when you keep that thought, then you realize that there's so many possibilities of just us, right? Mm -hmm. And all lane and our experiences. Yeah. So with that said, you know, give us some good karmic view, positive vibes that you want to do going forward within the field of either paranormal and your life journey. Well, um, so I definitely want to continue working through paranormal investigation it has been very um liberating considering my background and eye-opening to work with a team of people who who believe and go into things skeptically like i do but also validate the experiences that i see it's been very refreshing to feel like i've you know i'm not alone in this journey you know what i mean and so um, I really want to continue working doing that. I really want to continue working with Big and Funky Productions doing the movies. We're telling a lot of stories right now with our movies about different lore and um, things about the South and things that are very um, near to me. Our last movie that just came out, WJHC, was very special to me. One, because it brought me into the team of Big and Funky, but it is really based on the dangers of religious dogma and what it can do to people and how it can hurt other people and we really don't know who really makes it to heaven because we can't judge people from the outside mm -hmm. um and it was really a, a strangely a very healing experience if you want to believe that working with Vinny and luke <laughs> you know on the on this project yeah. for me mm -hmm. um i have oh. three daughters who mm -hmm. i want to manifest a lot of positive energy into to, for them to go out into this world and see it much differently than I have. Yeah. And in a more positive way. That's really nice. Yeah. So through your life lessons of the story that you told us and your experiences, you could help your, your, your children move forward in a more positive way from your knowledge, right? Yes. Yes. And your wisdom. Mm hmm Yeah. I, I'm looking at this as I'm teaching them now about a God who is not in this box. They're like getting that. to experience a God who he loves us and he's, you know, in our belief, he's loves us. He's created us, but there's so much more out there yeah, than what is contained in this little glass, in this glass ceiling that we're not allowed to break through in religion. That we're not allowed Very to break through well in religion. How <laughs> there you go. You just said it. There you go. Very well put. You just mm -hmm. said it. And that is so true. 
You know, I remember Sylvia Brown once said, I've said this on numerous shows, not that I believed everything she said, but she did say something that rang true. And James Van Prague said it and John Edwards said it. Blow up a balloon and we are in the balloon. We cannot see outside the balloon till we cross over. And there's a world of experience and abundance of love and trust and everything that you had never thought the possibilities of existence were. And when you're back in the balloon, you're back in the box. And when you're in the box, you're narrow-minded into beliefs and the mm -hmm. thoughts of other people's perceptions on this journey that is such a short time. So to the listener out there, believe in yourself, your experiences. This is your journey. This is your lane. This is how you're going to move forward. And remember, it's not the end all. Um, this is fascinating. I love this stuff. I could talk about it all day. Give us some words of, you know what? Give me the definition of love. Love is selflessly giving yourself to others without any thought of anything in return. I think. Very good. And that's really And with no expectation and and no expectation of anything in return. And I think love in its own self can be unconditional. Um, I think man has made it a conditional emotion. I like that. You're very smart. You're very intelligent. Mm -hmm. We need to have you back on. We're going to wrap it up. It's nine o'clock. We're going to jump on another show. Where can people find you really quick? So you can find me on Facebook, um, Amber Schultz on Instagram, Amber Schultz 87. And I always want to plug my big and funky crew. Um, awesome. check out everything we have going on there at big and fun big in funky.com and you can find out everything about our wrestling with ghosts all of our comedy skits our movies everything we have going on right now yeah and wrestling gross ghost was at the host like chronicles house a few yeah. years ago you can see that episode too uh it was funny it was good it was interesting intriguing hey thank you so much we definitely want to have you back yes and, um, i had such a great time this has been awesome. Seriously. Julie, yes, wrap it thank up. Thank you so much, Amber. Um, so, and thank you to Carnation for sponsoring the show and join us next Monday night at 105.3 FM from New Orleans and stay tuned for the missing piece with Trish Moe. Everyone have a safe, great Thanks, night. Amber. Share the show. Amber has a lot of knowledge. We're going to have a back. Stay tuned.